prepared this in Afrikaans, so I'm translating in my head as, as we go. But 1 Timothy 4, verse 1 and 2. And uh, let's see what the English translations say. It should be very close to the Afrikaans. And it says, now the Spirit expressly says. So this is, this is quite an extreme statement that it makes here, that the Spirit expressly says. Not just, there's lots of emphasis on what the Holy Spirit says. And the emphasis is this, and it says um, that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So in this last days, the, the Holy Spirit says, explicitly says that this is what's going to happen. And, um, and we need to be prepared for that. And it's already started where people give way to various doctrines and doctrines of demons. And we need to be standing in the midst of this. And, and the, the pressure comes in if someone falls close to you, and that is someone that you love, Sometimes even a leader, if a leader turns away from the faith, how you and I would respond to them. It, it will show us also where our hearts are. And, and we honor people and we respect people and we cherish people, but we serve only Jesus. And that when we find, in, and, and even speaks in Matthew chapter 24, when people depart from the faith and they, and they say that the false prophets will rise, people come with false doctrine. But in that place that we would remain solidly focused in Jesus, grounded in Jesus. And uh, that's very, very key. And, uh, and I've heard this on, on a, uh, a couple of occasions where people, they would lose, uh, like someone, um, like we've seen, I think it was this year or last year, like someone like from a, a prominent church, I think it was Hillsong, someone denied the faith, led worship, denied the faith. And some people then will, will, will say things like, well, um, then if, if he falls away, what hope is there for me? I mean, like he was in the church, he was leading people in God's presence. He was like, you know, if he can't do it, how can I stand? And then some people actually use us as an excuse to depart from the faith and to leave Jesus behind. And that is where our faith is not rooted in Christ, but our faith and our hope is rooted in someone else. And sometimes we think they serve a different Jesus because it's like almost they can't fall. But the Bible says clearly to us that um, it's in, uh, um, in Proverbs 16, verse 18. Um, no, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. No, that, that, that is um, in the wrong place here, but this is another, another scripture here in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 24, verse 16. Proverbs 24, 16. Um, and I, I can quote it for you. It says that the righteous fall seven times, but he gets up again. So even being righteous and being right standing with God, we fall. And it doesn't mean we only fall seven times. It means we will fall and we'll fall, but we get up again. So now when people stumble and they fall, for the righteous man may fall seven times, but he rises again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. So there's some way where the righteous man keeps getting up. And you're going to still fall, and I'm still going to fall. But how are we going to respond to that? How, how do you respond that when you fall? Do you condemn yourself and then just say, there's no hope for me? And uh, then that's it. That's the end of my journey. Let me carry on down this, this trail of forsaking Christ. Or would I come back to Christ? And will I be kind to myself? Will I actually repent of my sins? What happens if uh, someone next to you falls? What happens if your husband or your wife turns away from the faith? Or if they stumble and fall in such a sin that you thought they would never do? Or that maybe you would never do? Maybe as a, 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 as a Christian you said, you know, I will never ever maybe use the Lord's name in vain. Maybe that to you is such a grave sin that if you do that, then it's like, 
It's the end of the road for you. And what happens that one day it happens that you use the Lord's name in vain. And please do not do that. But what happens if you do and you use the Lord's name in vain and you punish yourself for the rest of your life and you step out of the race because I have now failed and grieved the Holy Spirit so deeply. I can never come back to that place of fully dependence on Christ and walking in relationship with Him. So what do you do when you stumble and fall? How do we build our lives? Even... For instance, if, uh, if I can use myself as an example, what happens, and I'm not, like I, the last time I said, I'm not setting someone up for anything, and I hopefully um, my prophetic is not so strong as, a, as um, yeah. So I'm not, but what happens if the Lord moves me? Hope, Lord, you can do with me as you please. But what happens if the Lord moves me? Would you still remain faithful? Would you still do what you're doing now and run your race even harder? Or would you feel like, man, man, I, man, I had such a great relationship with Conrad. Man, he was, you know, you know, you know we worship so lacquer together. We pray together. We laugh together. We, we journey together. And suddenly you take him away. And some people, I heard this week that, that it happened to someone, that they left the faith and they still haven't come back to Jesus because they had such a brilliant relationship with their pastor. And when he left, God moved him. Then they said, well, it was kind of like the pastor's a connection to Jesus. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be if Jesus had to, had to move me away, that if I had to come and visit, that I would see you guys running even harder or just as hard for Christ as you are doing now. That is not because he's gone like, mm, I don't know, because you don't serve me, you don't follow me, you follow Jesus. There is a sense of, you know, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, is it? Is it that one? 1 Corinthians 11, 1, yeah. Follow me as I follow Christ. So there is something that we, you follow as, as we follow Christ. But your hope is in Him and He's your salvation. And keep standing because we're going to see it more and more as people forsake the faith. And what is our response to when, when people fall is that we will um, don't look to them as if, you know, this is something strange that has happened. And uh, we need to be kind when we, when we speak to people and, and bring them to a place of um, um, to, uh, excuse me, my airtime full of now begin uit, uit so. I, I did the wedding in English the whole day or the whole afternoon yesterday. So yes, I used a, I hardly used any Afrikaans. So uh, it feels like my my tongue will work on Afrikaans too. But there is something of in Galatians six verse one to verse four. It gives us guidelines of how do we how do we treat it? How do we deal with people that actually stumble and fall? And uh, we see that okay, hey yo, brothers, <laughs> this this, this Engels, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Galatians six. Ach no, where, where am I? Uh, where am I? Galatians six, yeah, one to four, and. Uh, it says there that, that when we, is there, okay, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So when, when a friend or someone falls, a loved one, and we, we can give input and we can journey with them and help them. They do it with a spirit of gentleness, that we don't go and like a brother has fallen, maybe a, a, a um, you know, he's fallen in his sin, and then we go, and we go and speak to him because we feel self-righteous, and as full as gerechtverdig, and ek kan hulle nou help, ek struggle nie daarmee nie, it's like I have never ever in my life taken drugs. And you can pack this whole 
all full of drugs, I will, I will probably be tempted to sleep on it than, than be tempted to take it. But, uh, so if, if someone f- stumbles by taking drugs, and I've never fallen in drugs, I've never even tasted drugs, so now for me to go to him, my posture shouldn't be like, you know, what's your problem? You know, why do you sickle with drugs? You know, who sickles with drugs? You know, it's like, you know, and come with that attitude, you know, self-righteous attitude. But when we come, we approach a brother, we come humbly with him, because we never know when we will be tempted in the same way. So the posture of our hearts, and that we will you know, kneel before the Lord, take on that posture. So, I just look at the time and I'm like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm going to come in for a landing. But the main thing is, guys, is keep Jesus the center of your heart. No matter who stumbles around you, no matter who leaves the faith, no matter who sins, please remain in Christ. You know, that is where it is. Because when we stand before the Lord, we give an account for you as the, as the Bible teaches. But there is where you will stand before the Lord by yourself. And I will stand before the Lord by myself. And I will give to, I have to give an account of my own life before the Lord. And that's a holy thing. It's a, it's, it's a, we fear God. He's a holy God. We don't just come before the throne one day, like, how's it God? Like, how's it going? You know, I did some great stuff on earth. When we see Him, we'll fall down like those elders, those 24 elders before His feet, because He's so holy. He is so holy. And once I experienced this, I probably just once or maybe twice, I've experienced God's holiness like in such an intense way that my sin... That my sin weighed so heavy upon me. And even being a Christian, you just realize God is so holy. And He's so worthy. And that He's worthy to lay my life down for Him. And we, we honor people. But man, let's not play with our sin. And let's not use other people's sin as the excuse for us to sin. But let's live before Him. Because one day we're going to give an account before a holy God. And let's not forsake the faith. Because eternity is long. If we die without Christ, there is no hope. It's not like we're going to come out of hell, separation from God. Every, I can imagine every fear that to known to mankind, every bit of loneliness, every bit of rejection, every, every sin that we can fathom will experience in hell. And it never stops. Never. Like I've experienced in my life from time to time, I've experienced some being claustrophobic. So in Vintuk the other day, I saw Anami and, and uh, Nicole, they, they went for a, a trip and they, they flew with, with Andre, who leads the, the congregation there in Vintuk, and, he, and he's also a pilot, and, and they've got a plane. And so we went on this, and, we, and, and they flew, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool, all that stuff. And then on Monday, we flew from, um, from Vintuk to Swakop Moon to the other 412 church there. So I'm like, yo, we get into this plane, and they close this thing, and my head's right here, and I'm right there, and I'm squashed in, and suddenly, I was felt like, <gasps> I was like, I said, Andre, can we just open? I'm like, I f- like it feels like my heart's going to stop. So we opened the thing. I'm like, yes, where did this come from? It's like, oh my head. This was incredible. And then, uh, and then it was, uh, they prayed for me and stuff. We closed the thing and off we went and we carried on with a lovely time there and back. But the thing is, in my quiet time one morning, I was thinking of that fear. Like I felt intense fear, like as in intense. And I've, that would be in hell. That would be, you will have that fear times a million non-stop. 
That's eternity without Christ. Being in a place of great torment and great gnashing of teeth. And God is holy. So let us not play with our sin. Let us not take other people's sin as an excuse for me to sin. Because it might come in a time least expected. And we open our eyes and there's no going back. There's no going back. Like I've known the truth but I've forsaken the truth. Please let it not be said of any of us that we turn away from the faith on account of someone else. Or even that we remain in our sin. You guys are still young. Most of you are very young. And I've walked a road and I've stumbled and I've fallen. But if I remain in that place, woe is me to stand before a holy God one day. He is holy and He is just. But remain standing. Let's close off and as we, if you can join me as we stand and we just pray. And I, and I ask that you would posture your heart in a way of before the Lord. And just there where you are in your own words before the Lord. Just Lord, just reach out to the Lord and just say, Lord, help me to stand. It's not how we start the journey, but it's how we end the journey. The scripture tells us clearly that he that endures to the end shall be saved. He that endures to the end. Let's reach out to the Lord right now. Just like, Lord, help me to stand. Help me to stand, oh God. That I would not forsake the faith. That I would not forsake you, the lover of our souls. That we would not entertain our sin as in to choose that above you, O Lord. To worship our sin in such a place that I would give myself to my sin for eternity. To be away from the lover of my soul for eternity. Because I loved my sin more. God, have mercy on us, O Lord. Help us not to play with you. Help us not to play with our sin and hope that I would make it. But Lord, that we stand on an assurance that we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, not of my own doing, but the blood, the precious blood that was shed for me, I can stand. And by your grace that empowers me to turn away from my sin. And when I look to another man or look to another woman and I see them, God, fall, Lord. And I won't boast in my own strength and my own pride and say, I stand. But your word says, he that stand, watch lest you fall. And Father, that will stand by mercy and continue to stand by your precious mercy, God. And not stand in our own righteousness and stand in our own strength. For you have no joy in the strength of a horse and the strength of a man. But you respond to those who look and say, my strength, my hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and His righteousness. So Lord, come and capture our hearts again. And while every eye is closed, I want to ask if there's any person here tonight, as I enig iemand hier is vanaan, wat nie wat nie reg is nie, jy weet, jy weet waar jy is vanavond, jy is nie reg nie, 
Jy weet. Jy weet het. You know you're not ready. If you had to meet the king right now, you know that you love your sin more than you love Christ. You know that you love that way more. You know that you're on the wide road and you know that leads to everlasting destruction. But tonight you want to ask God to come and restore you to the narrow road. You want Him to restore you and have that first love beating in your heart again for the King of Majesty. And if you know that you're not ready with the Lord, you're not right with the Lord tonight, can you please put up your hand? Can your hand upstick and say, bid for me. Like, ek wil recht maak met Jesus vanavond. Is there enig iemand wat sê, bid for me. It's not a shame in raising your hand, but it would be a great shame to enter eternity without raising your hands. Anyone, is there enig iemand wat sê, ek wil recht maak met Jesus vanavond. I know that I'm not ready. Ek weet, ek sê recht nie. The loving Savior is waiting with arms wide open. Anyone? Here Jesus. I bid that He shall honor Him to work in us, Here. Heilige Geest, as a Die goeie werk wat in ons begin het. Like keep going Lord. Keep work in us God. We want to look more like Jesus. God. Again Lord. Fill us. Precious Holy Spirit. Come and fill us tonight. Afresh and anew. Rekindle that first love Lord. Strengthen any feeble knees Lord. Fan into flame. Little flames. And let we burn for you, God, in the most beautiful name, the name above every name, the name at which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.